0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is
1: Believe. What's going on, friends? It's your boy, Thunder Chats here once again, coming to you with our presenting sponsor, BetOnline.ag. BetOnline remains your number one source for all your sports betting this season, everything from pro and college basketball to UFC slash MMA and more. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at BetOnline with live betting options, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. BetOnline is truly the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite leagues and events. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure you do use the promo code BLEAV that has capital letters BLEAV to receive your rewards. BetOnline.ag where the game starts.
0: What is up, Thunder fans? Yes, this is not Dylan. This is your boy Champagne Jerry. spinning the one and twos tonight as uh, Dylan is taking care of our sweet boy Nova uh, this weekend as they are going through some challenging things. So uh, if you would, send our boy some love uh, through the tweet machine if you would. But uh, tonight, it is a duo pod with me and the one and only New York City, Hollywood, Beijing, Shanghai, Munich, London, Paris, just Mr. Worldwide over here. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's Connor.
2: Uh, three underscore cone. What's up, Connor? Uh, not much. Uh, better game tonight than we've had in a little while. Some. <laughs> really rough ones and then tonight they just came out and destroyed the jazz like it was not even a competition um on the night where we had all the former thunder players in do you know what the night was called i was gonna say legends night but we'll have to go through the list at some point on the pod to talk about the people that were there but i can't remember what they called a uh, thunder legacy weekend
0: is what yeah it it's yeah that it's a legacy close leg was right you, you had the first three letters right. I,
2: I was close legacy legends raymond fountain was there it could go either way uh, but yeah, it was a nice change of pace. I know a lot of people have kind of committed to Team Tank at this point. I still would love to see us make some type of run for the play in. I'm keeping my fingers crossed. Shay's back soon. And I was really impressed with some things we saw tonight against the team that we're directly competing with for a play in spot. So, you know, I'm still keeping my hopes up. I would still love to see us at this point. It's kind of either way. Like we're, I believe it's six right now in lottery odds, or we're, I think we're seventh on the verge of being sixth. Or we're still in the play-in race, so I'm not too concerned either way. But yeah, it's it was a good game, and it really you know bolstered the spirits after what was a really rough five-game losing streak. I think we figured out it was um, not exactly what you want to see if you're pushing for a play-in spot. Uh, you know, it's hard to win without Shea out here. So, uh, uh, yeah. hey,
0: I, I think that's actually a proven scientific fact now. Like I think I read it about it, I read about it in National Geographic.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard to win without Shea. Yeah. Shay knows yeah. ball. Shay knows
0: ball.
2: <laughs> he's pretty good at basketball is what I would argue after the season that he's having. Um, yeah. but yeah, I mean, I know you were saying that you didn't get the chance to catch all of the Thunder game because you were at work. Um, yeah. so I can go ahead and kind of just share some of my initial thoughts on the game if you want. Um,
0: uh, I mean, sure. I, I, I kind of want to actually walk through a couple of this a little bit differently. As I was driving home after I called you, I kind of got mm-hmm. some different ideas. So, okay. Um, First off, I I, want to just look at just team stats real fast. And Mm -hmm. um, we lost the rebounding battle by eight, uh, but we won the turnover battle by 18. Oh, yeah. So kind of just, you know, for someone that didn't get to watch the game or um, what was going on. What the hell happened? How are we getting so many turnovers? I think at halftime, because I was keeping up the box score, you know, during the game, or while I was at mm-hmm. work, I didn't get to watch it fully. But I think we had like 15 at half, or 16 at half. We we had well over 10 um, at halftime. So what did we do? What what was different that we did tonight that we didn't do the last five games? It feels like.
2: Yeah, it was – I mean, the defense was just amazing. So Dort actually got a lot of the assignment on Lowry tonight, um, and he did a phenomenal job. It was really team defense, uh, but Dort played a lot of minutes guarding in. and, you know, last game he had, like, 40 points. Tonight he had 20 points on 6 of 14 shooting. He had six turnovers, like – he did an Im- impeccable job. Like, I cannot give him enough compliments for the way that he played. And the team as a whole were just doing a really good job of shutting him off. It seemed like Mark really learned from that game and made big adjustments. Uh, the team as a whole just didn't look comfortable all game. They felt like they were never really in a sort of rhythm. I think t- Taylor Horton Tucker ended up with six turnovers. I swear he stepped out of bounds on a three pointer two or three times, like on <laughs> almost back to back possessions. Uh, they were just losing the ball, they were throwing it. Um, Dub and Dort both had four steals. Yeah, they both had four steals. Uh, Two for Aaron Wiggins, who had a phenomenal game. Isaiah Joe had a steal. But a lot of it was just we were playing really disruptive defense that kept them out of sync. They were throwing the ball out of bounds. They're making bad plays. We're forcing them to throw it. Uh, There's one like huge backcourt violation. It just felt like the entire night we were in control of the game defensively. The whole team was locked in. Probably the most engaged this team has been defensively since the All-Star break where um, it feels like it feels like since the break we've been kind of falling a little bit off on that end. Yeah, it's um, been stretches where it's yeah. just
0: like it falls off the rails for like five minutes and then they wake up again and you're like, oh, we're getting back into the game. You know, to, to take those two. Uh, Kings games that we were down kind of big in both of those and came back but um, I mean hell we what was our largest lead tonight 29 I think is what I saw is yeah I right? think we
2: yeah we almost went up by 30 but I don't think we ever quite crossed that yeah, margin. it was 29
0: it was 29 yeah. which is just absolutely nuts so um, yeah. we love to see good defense um, and what really impressed me as I'm looking at the box score is we still won by 22 but yeah. only shot Nine free throws the whole game. Um, mm. But alternatively, we only gave up 18. So you, you can kind of see that with um, uh, good, de- you know, aggressive defense. You're going to get some more foul calls, unfortunately. That's just what's going to happen. It looks like we had a block party happening also. You know, mm-hmm. Jay Will with two, Giddy with one, Dort with one, uh, j Dub with one. So um, a little bit of everybody was being super duper aggressive there. But you know, we we just look at that and um, the fact that we didn't shoot that bad, or, you know, at the, from the three point line. I think that's the other thing that's been really hurting us lately mm-hmm. uh, between the free throws and the three point line has just been absolutely killing us. And uh, we kind of mentioned the guy's name just a little bit ago, but I think Shea really opens up a lot of those avenues for us.
2: Yeah, when you uh, have someone that can get downhill at ease, just get to the rim on command, it's it's hard to prevent those good three-point looks. And the shooters, it's been inconsistent. We have a lot of guys on this roster that can be really on fire or struggle a little bit. I mean, having Isaiah Joe helps a lot. Also want to give a shout-out to Dario Saric, uh, who has been incredible since he's gotten here. Like, tonight he was 3 of 5 from 3. He had 11 points, 4 boards. He's been so solid for us since he got here. Just gives us a physical interior presence. I don't know if he's going to be back next season, but I wouldn't mind. I mean, I I see you saying no, but I'm just saying like the way that he's played, I would not mind if he's just, I guess I say veteran, but he's not that old, but having like, if we're looking for an older interior guy to just have be one of like the last guys on the bench, I would not mind if he's back on some like vet minimum type of deal, which I think is probably what he would get depending on wherever else he signs, Uh, but yeah, he's been really good threes really in the like from the get-go uh we actually started off i think we were up like like 16 maybe points like really early on like we were up a decent margin because we were drilling threes i say joe had a couple of them dort had like two or three threes in the first quarter alone um yeah. jay will i believe knocked one down as well i think he, he opened the game the first points of the game were a three from him dario was hitting everybody was knocking down threes And then the Jazz started to kind of come back into it. We got cold. The offense wasn't, you know, wasn't doing the exact things it was doing earlier where we were just generating good looks over and over again. It felt like, okay, here comes the avalanche from the Jazz. And then we just completely shut them off, like with what I said with the defense, but also something I neglected to mention, just the ability of this team to draw offensive fouls is ridiculous. This is one of the best like offensive foul drawing teams I've ever witnessed drawing charges you know lou chasing people through screens to get those illegal screens which is a huge part of being a good defender is willingness to go through those screens be physical so you get those calls sometimes um just offensive fouls in general i think it was i think it's now 15 charges on the season drawn by Jaywell, will or sorry 15 charges drawn by Jaywell will since february 6th
1: yeah which is just
0: stupid like imagine he's like
2: Imagine playing the whole season. He'd be up to, like, 900 already. I Unbelievable like. pace. Like, his per-36 charge numbers have to be <laughs> ridiculous. Um, I need to go check
0: stat news to see yeah, if per-36 charges per
2: taken. <laughs> yeah, the most niche stat that exists. Um, but, yeah, it, like, it was just – it really did feel like, like I said, it seemed like, okay – they might come back into this. And then in the second quarter, we ended up going to halftime. I think we were up by, we're up by like 15. Like we were doing really, really well. The third quarter felt a little bit shaky. They kind of kept it close. And then the fourth, where a lot of games recently we've brought it close, but then kind of collapsed on the stretch. We just kept the foot on the gas the entire night. Like we were talking about with those threes, we were knocking down a lot of them, really timely ones as well. And it just ended up working out in our favor. Also, the hustle plays, of course, were all over the place, which I guess is a good transition to talk about Aaron Wiggins, who I know you called me in the car. And you're mentioning Aaron Wiggins going nuclear, which is exactly what he did. Just. Yeah. Unbelievable. He was really aggressive tonight, continuously attacking downhill in transition, especially incredible plays in transition over and over and over again, which Maybe – it kind of felt like it was a point of emphasis for the Thunder. Like, we would get the ball and run. We would just immediately try and get into our offense, whether it was someone like Aaron Wiggins attacking downhill. Isaiah Joe had a couple of threes that were, like, immediately in transition off of, like, a screen or a pin down or something. The second that he got up the court – and you know with Isaiah Joe, he he can shoot it the second he gets the ball. It takes no time whatsoever.
0: He's what Amo wishes he was.
2: (laughs) It really – I think about this, like whenever I watch Isaiah Joe play, I just wish we had a shooter like him on those teams, you know, with KD, with Russ. If we had a shooter like this, how valuable it would have been to the team. Um,
0: and, and and I just got to give Isaiah Joe some credit. Maybe mm. not so much this game because I didn't get to watch it, so I really don't know. But he's been playing some really good defense since All-Star break. Uh,
2: yeah, and he's he's another one of those guys that draws a bunch of those offensive fouls too.
0: Yeah. Well, and, and, you know, you mentioned offensive fouls, like that's like a forgotten uh, thing to do once you get into the NBA. You know what I mean? Like not mm-hmm. a lot of teams go after that. And we like absolutely embrace it. We're just like, yes, please run me over. So I can just <laughs> lay down and, and get a foul on you. Um, mm-hmm. And it actually, to me, I think it's a psychological thing, you know, what it does to those other teams, because if you're going to go downhill on us, uh, you better make sure that you get in the air like right next to the rim and you're not trying to jump from, you know, the free throw line or you know what I mean, outside the yeah. circle, the restricted area uh, because there's a chance or a very high chance, especially with our team that we're going to end up drawing the dang thing. But Isaiah Joe, just even this last week, man, um, that Kings game, both Kings games, really, he played great. You know what I mean? He was yeah. like the catalyst in our offense. Um I'm just still in awe of the fact that he's been playing so many minutes since when did he really start playing? December, like mid-December? Yeah, really really since,
2: I mean, I feel like even like as as early as that Mavericks game where he was the reason we came back and won that huge uh, comeback win, that was the moment where it's like, oh, shoot. And then he started to kind of get some minutes. But yeah, like you said, really into December, January, like as the season has gone on, he's gotten more and more minutes and he really like played his way into our future. Like it wasn't like we brought him in and we're immediately like this guy is going to be a part of our future. He got that one chance against the Mavericks where we're like, okay, the game's almost over. We need (laughs) a shooter come in and he brought us back and they're like, okay, we have to keep this guy in the rotation. He has played his way this season into being a part of our future. Like, that is so incredible to me. And he's, I know, of course, you know, being a Thunder fan, it's biased, but that's one of my favorite stories of the entire season. The fact oh, that yeah. he went from being waived this past off season mm-hmm. to us picking him up as a rebuilding team and saying, hey, we'll give this guy a shot. Now he's a legitimate part of this core going forward, at least in my opinion. I'm sure the Thunder also see it that way, because there's no way you couldn't. Absolutely. I yeah. mean, is he still is he still leading the league in three-point percentage? I haven't checked uh, since I was break. I can go ahead and check. I'm pretty sure he's still um, going to be up there. He's at 44.9, I think, right now. Okay. Um, so let's let me check real quick. of the three-point well, percentage leaders? Well, while
0: you're pulling that up, um, I, I had this discussion with somebody the other day at work. Um, how much do you think Isaiah Joe brings in a contract if we were to bring him in? Because you know we're going to have to sign him this off-season.
2: Yeah, I, it's really tough because it's because he's been so good. I mean, he's not. He's up to the level of like a Duncan Robinson where he hit like all those threes in that season on a championship run. Sure, but, but shooting is extremely valuable in the NBA right now. And I do think he could probably command like 10 mil maybe at this point, I would say probably something around that just because he's a little more unproven. I wouldn't be surprised if he takes a shorter term, like $10 million deal or something like that as like, like maybe like a couple of years to be like, okay, I think I can like, prove myself and if if he proves himself as like a continuous high volume three point shooter like he's doing this season, he could secure ridiculous amounts of money because of how valuable shooting is in the league. And we just talked about it we would have killed to have a guy like this on those Rust KD, uh-huh. even like the Russ Paul George, whatever team would kill to have a shooter like Isaiah Joe who can shoot off the dribble space, the floor and shoot at such high volume with such consistency. It's rare, even in a league where shooters are so great yeah. to have a talent like this, who's also still young and can get better, can create for himself off the dribble too. Like we've seen him have so many moments where, a lot of people just think he's a three-point shooter. He'll pump fake at the three-point line, and you have to jump because, I mean, even if you do, he can still knock it down. But if you oh, don't, yeah. he's 100% knocking it down, so you have to jump forward. He'll drive past you, take a one-dribble pulp in the mid range. knock it down. Yeah. Uh, one of the smoothest jumpers in the entire league. Oh, so. it's beautiful.
0: Oh, so I had, I had kind of a theory on it. Like, if I'm his agent, I'm going to sign, like, a one-year and just try to get as much money as I can for that one year, all right? And then I'm just going to be an assassin for whoever wants to pay me the most the rest of my career Uh, if I'm Isaiah Joe. Now, do I think that he's going to do that? Probably not. Um, I mean, our culture and just the way that these guys talk about a brotherhood, I don't think I've ever heard Thunder teams talk this highly of each other. You know, like, I agree, and, and I'm not talking like one or two talking heads. I'm talking about the whole team across the board. Just, you know, just speaking volumes about just the family type of mentality that they have with each other. Um, I, I think it'll be tough for him to walk away, especially with Jay Will being with us for a guaranteed, what, two more years um, mm-hmm. off that rookie deal. So, uh, and then we're probably going to bring in another Arkansas Razorback uh, during this summer. Yeah, uh, will see. You can just call us the Arkansas Thunder uh, after here pretty soon, but
2: mm-hmm.
0: no, I just I, I I I'm just elated for how well he has just adjusted and just owned it because that's a lot, you know what I mean? You yeah. go from cut like imagine being in that position like oh no one wants to play me I'm just riding the bench <laughs> and then you get that you know it's like watching Eight Mile uh, you know and it's B Rabbit up there and he wins the freestyle contest uh in just a few games and he's just a big name rapper and that's isaiah joe right now uh you might be a little bit too young for that cone uh, <laughs> but
2: no uh, i i know what you're talking about i know yeah, what you're talking about but it'll
0: resonate with us old heads um, <laughs> out there but yeah it's it, it's just really really cool to, to see that um so you know the the other player that i really just wanted to just Talk about a little bit. You talked about Dort and his defense. I did watch a few possessions with him on there. I thought that that was absolutely nuts because was he giving up at least six inches?
2: I think Lowry's almost seven foot. Like yeah, so is. at least six inches, maybe yeah, you know, seven, it might eight be eight more, might even be more than that. Like it yeah. is like it's huge. a lot, which has been something that we've asked Dort to do multiple times. We've asked him to guard these bigger offensive threats because he is our best defender, regardless of position yep i mean having a guy that can play up like that like like you see marcus smart go out there and sometimes he's going up against guys with all this height on him but because he is so physical because he is a force like that he can still get stops which is something that we ask lou to do and to his credit tonight he did such a good job of that like you were saying
0: yeah well what i was really proud of with lou tonight was he was really efficient it looks like 7 for Mm -hmm. 14 from the field um Terrible. no, oh, he actually flattened that out. It was kind of bad around the, the halftime mark, but he was four for nine from three um, and just, you know, had four steals also, you know, just like Dub yeah. did um, and a block. Uh, I hope that came on marketing, um, but he, he's just, he's struggled recently. You know what I mean? Yeah. Offensively since all-star break, I think he's only had one really good game since all-star break, but he's, he's kind of figuring it out. It seems like he's taking better shots um, and is finishing oh. around the rim i saw like two plays where he you know how Shea kind of uses his shoulder to create that space um it's like the rest of these guys are starting to adopt that and realize like well hey if Shea can get you know through it and everybody else in the league can do it to me i can do it back mm-hmm. um so you saw a lot of that too and then I, I did watch that nasty step back baseline jumper that he hit um i forget who he hit it over but he got closed out on they shut it, bent down. He took a little step back and just hit that. That
2: yeah, I was gonna say range. it's funny you were saying better shots because it's some of the shots he made tonight are not typical shots we see Dort take or make. Like he had that step back mid range jumper, which it feels like Dort's randomly become a yep. mid range assassin over these past few games. I don't know what's going on. Like Mark's like, okay, Shea's out of lineup, Dort. You have to take the mid range jumpers now. And he's like, okay, I'll do that. And Giddy also had like a he had a behind the back step back mid range jumper. Today, that he drilled. I was like, okay, Josh, which was a really fun sh- shot to watch. He also had this crazy spin move on. I think it was on Markinen or on Kelly Olenek and then Markinen tried to block and he got it up and over, which was an amazing move as well. But we'll talk about getting in a second. Yeah, But yeah, Lou, like it's been a struggle for him offensively to get it consistently going. I think having Shea out there certainly helps to kind of alleviate some of that pressure. And He was having a really good offensive stretch for a while. His efficiency was coming up. It felt like things were all in rhythm. But I do think that sometimes Dort takes it a bit too onto himself to handle the offensive load when Shea goes out. I don't know if that's like a game plan or kind of something that we look for him to do. I do understand getting him those reps because it's important for him to continue to grow and develop that game. But yeah, like I mean tonight, like you said, he was super efficient. He had that step back mid-range jumper, which kind of blew me away. He also had a step back three, which you never see from blue. Like you don't ever see step back threes. Let's but he go. dribbled inside he drilled inside the arc, did a quick step back, just drilled it like he was feeling himself tonight. And when he's shooting like that, go ahead. Yeah. Let him fly. And like you said, uh, four for nine from three. I think two or three of those were in the first quarter. The other one was that step back three. So we did end up cooling off eventually. Uh, But yeah, I mean, he took shots within the offense. The whole team, really everything felt so in sync tonight, even without Shea, which was really fun to watch. Uh, It reminded me a lot of that game against the Grizzlies that we won without Shea against the Celtics, the one that we won without Shea, where um, it's really hard to get the offense going consistently without him. But this team is well built with guys that can handle the ball, create shots for themselves that were still able to sometimes have outbursts like we did tonight. And I think Lou was a big part of that, both because of his defense, which set up so many opportunities for the Thunder to push in transition to just get themselves in rhythm, especially early on, and then offensively knock down a few threes, knock down. Once again, the mid-range jumper was wild to me. Uh, But, yeah, shout Lou.
0: I I love it. I love it. Well, and it's wild because – You know, we don't have Shea, and we still put up, uh, what was it, 62 points in the paint tonight, Mm -hmm. and 27 of those are fast-break points. And then um, I think we had 26
2: points off the turnovers tonight. Yeah, and we did that against a team that has Walker Kessler, who's been phenomenal as a rim protector all season. Without the guy that leads the league in paint touches at least at the guard position i know he leads the league in drives and shea but like doing all that i mean kessler last game had seven blocks against us and tonight we were a lot better about how we were attacking there was one jay will shot where he took it off the dribble and tried to shoot like a hook shot inside and kessler just completely annihilated that shot attempt which was uh funny i was like all right jay will that was like I understand, but also at the same time, you know, Kessler, the way that he's able to block shots.
0: Yeah, um, I mean, he had four on us tonight, and the team had 14 against us, so... uh, So,
2: they've got that height that we don't really have on that roster. Uh, I mean, they start Kessler, Markkinen, and um, uh, Kelly
0: Yeah, Uh, like, that's just a ridiculously big lineup. And then you also got to take into account, too, like, yeah, we're going to get blocked more when we're just hitting the paint as much as we yeah. do as a squad Absolutely. so it's it just correlates um so <laughs> you just mentioned this guy's name and you know as i mentioned i was just keeping up with the box score and i saw that giddy i think he had like <laughs> 8 points 6 assists and one rebound after the first quarter um and he finished with uh i think it was 18 points, 13 assists, and six rebounds for the game. Uh, shot eight for 17 from the floor. He did put up a goose egg from the three-point line,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, but he had a block and a steal. I mean, that's just a full-on – that's a stat sheet right there, um, especially yeah. in a, you know, a 27-point win. I think I said 22 earlier. I don't know what the hell I was thinking. <laughs> uh, but in a 27-point win – uh, so you know, how did Giddy look to you
2: tonight? He looked great, like I said. I mean, he was being aggressive like he typically is, but uh, at the same time, he was kind of playing within himself a little bit more. Sometimes I think he gets aggressive, but it's not in the right moments. Like, we want him to be aggressive when Shay's out, and even when Shay's playing, we want Giddy to be aggressive, attack downhill like we know he can use that height, that size. But sometimes I feel like he attacks the wrong opportunities or he drives a bit too much into trouble and he ends up turning the ball over, getting blocked, something like that. But yeah. tonight, he was really good. Like I said, he had that spin move against... I'm pretty sure he spun off of Olenek and passed Markin and just scooped it right up and in with like this much room to spare before Lowry blocked it. So shots like that, that mid-range jumper that he had, of course, you know, the push shot that he likes to go to as well. Yeah, uh, Just a good mix of offensive opportunities across the board for him. And then playmaking-wise, he was doing a masterful job. And I think he had a great game last game, too, as well. He had – this is his second double-double in a row with points and assists. He had 11 assists last game. He's looked really good orchestrating the offense, getting guys set up. Of course, you know, as Giddy typically does firing passes that you're like, how did he find that pass? Um, I did see a
0: replay where he literally, like, snuck it in. And I'm talking, like, mm -hmm. inches on the baseline. Like, it was – It was just perfectly placed. And it's 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 so scary.
2: It's like a quarterback, like threading the needle on a deep ball or like right over the linebacker. He's able to do things like that. And it's really, really fun to watch. Sometimes we don't get to see it as much. But tonight, Giddy had the ball in his hands a lot. He was able to make a lot of plays. And this is what we need from him. When we're not having Shea on the court we expect giddy to step up in a big way he did exactly that tonight i think he did that as well against the lakers of course that didn't end up in a win but i do think he still did the things that we needed him to do and it's super fun to watch when we do get these opportunities to see him go ahead and take control of the offense um you know i love the way that he's played alongside shea all season as well and i think the fact that both of them are capable of this if one if one or the other are out for a game you have the other guy that can still orchestrate the offense at a high level it goes a long way to having continuity on the roster where even if like, you know, Shay's missed a few games with this injury and COVID when Shea does come back, we won't have missed too much of a beat. Like it won't be too much of an adjustment because well, number one, the team knows how Shea plays. It's well established, but also when you have a guy like Giddy that can continue to play, make orchestrate the offense, it just kind of goes a long way towards that continu- co- continuity a word that I can't seem to pronounce, which <laughs> I tried to use four times in this little segment. <laughs> um, but yeah, shout out to Josh. He was great. Awesome.
0: Awesome. And then, um, Just lastly, because I know everybody wants to just hear about this. I know there's been um, a lot of hype about this that I saw on the timeline uh, earlier through the day. And even yesterday, uh, whenever Oos was Mm -hmm. recalled from the blue, uh, was it this morning? I think it was this
2: morning. It was this morning, yeah.
0: Um, So whenever he got recalled, um, he ended up putting in 20 minutes. He shot four for eight, nine points, two assists, four rebounds. Um, and only had two fouls in 20 minutes, which is actually kind of impressive for him um, mm. being as young as he is. So, you know, how did he look out there?
2: Uzz look good. Who's was – I'm trying to pull up real quick his – yeah just his full stat line to reference. Uh, the threes weren't falling. He shot 0-3 from three. But attacking the basket, he looked really good inside. Um, I think he had a bit – I'm trying to remember exactly which – shots he because he played a lot towards the end of the game okay yeah so he had um he had like kind of he had a floater he had uh he had a floater that went off bank which i feel like is something that ooze has kind of been good at i know he's more of a raw player but i feel like that little like floater i feel like most guys on our team maybe he got that from josh because it looks a lot like josh's little push type shot dub
0: does it uh J-Dub definitely does it. Yeah, Jay will does it too. Uh, mm-hmm. it, yeah, we, we got a bunch of guys that like that backboard. Uh, uh, how do you look yeah. on defense?
2: Uh, defense looked good. I was happy with how he was playing. Um, like I said, a lot of it was towards the end of the game when eventually the Jazz ended up pulling their starters. They kind of just waved the white flag, so it wasn't against their best talent. But even still, I thought he played really well. He was holding his own. He was solid. Like you said, there were a couple of fouls which are going to come for young players But I thought he did a pretty good job. I thought he was holding his own. It's clear that from the last time we saw him play with the NBA team in like a substantial, you know, it's been a long time since we've seen him play like actual minutes with the NBA team. It feels like he definitely has learned a little bit and grown since his time in the G. I hope he continues to get these opportunities down the stretch. I feel like this is the perfect time to give him some more run. In fact, I think everybody on the roster played in this game outside of JRE, who was – available but just did not play in this game which was interesting uh lindy Um, did
0: no lindy had to go down and back down to the blue today yeah
2: i was gonna say i I, yeah i don't think lindy was available i think everybody but jerry played so it seems like I mean it was also a blowout, but it does seem like we're trying to allow everybody to play. I mean, hell, even Jared Butler got in the I'll game. i say he got down. three minutes
0: tonight. I was about to mention that. Like, <laughs> like
2: Yeah, he got that uh, little revenge three minute period against the Jazz. So well,
0: which I think is still great. Like and and I'll just touch on that for a second. Like I was watching Jared Butler highlights, you know, after we signed him and I was just like, Okay, I know who he is, but I never have to see him play at this level. Mm-hmm. Uh that dude might be a diamond in the rough if you know, like it, it, he gets that run and gets that moment. Um, cause the, the kid can create his own shot, get to the rim, super strong. Mm. Um, I just, I, I got to watch like probably 10 minutes of video on him. <laughs> um, yeah. And it was all summer league, if I'm remembering right. So it, it wasn't a lot, but, um, he seems kind of fun. Like that, that seems like kind of a, a cool little, um, project to pick up on. Yeah, I think
2: he's a good he's a good player to bring in like I don't have any expectations for him because, you know, he's kind of struggled to stay in the league. But like you said, I mean, I think he is a good archetype of player, a potentially solid defensive guard that can create his own shot at times. He's a good type of player to bring in and in this end of the season period where we're just which we always do where we just try out guys on these two-way contracts, which honestly I really like as a team that's still trying to find their footing and isn't quite competing yet at a high level. Why not bring in young players to try them out, see what they can bring to the table? You know, worst case, it doesn't work out. Best case, you find a diamond in the rough and you're like, okay, we can put this guy on the G League team and develop him, maybe eventually bring him in on two-way, something like that. Like, I don't see any reason why more teams don't do that. Although I do think the Thunder are ahead of most organizations in terms of how they use their G League team I feel like we were just kind of advanced with that we use it more than many other squads but yeah I just like the idea of Jared Butler on this team I mean we've seen so many guys like Poku got some G League reps um, or has got G League reps a lot of times uh, Usman Jang just spent a lot of time in the G League and like I said it seems like already he's learned a little bit from his time in there we'll see how that continues to go um, you know, Lou played in the G League before he ended up signing his contract. Aaron Wiggins came out and dropped 27 points tonight um, where he looked phenomenal in this game. I don't think I talked too much about him uh, quite yet, but just amazing play from him. I think it was the third quarter where he had, I think, how many points do you have in the third quarter? I'm going to go ahead and check this again because it was ridiculous. Uh, or, sorry, not the third quarter, but it was the fourth quarter, really. On um, the fourth right. quarter, he had five, seven nine 11 13 15 17 points he had 17 points in the fourth quarter that's what it was he was r- ridiculous like it was everything it was um he was like i said transition attacking the rim um hitting yeah. threes especially like finishing around the rim he had an and one he uh at one point on laurie Marketing where he kind of like hit him in the head and he was still able to finish um there was one crazy tipping shot. Like, I don't know how he even got a hand on it, but it was off a miss. He just ran in there and kind of just like threw his arm out there to see what would happen. And he ended up tipping the ball and in, it was a lot of hustle plays. There's a lot of running up and down the court. Like he typically does uh, just great play from him. It was, I mean, obviously it's cr- his career high in a single quarter. There's been no other time where he scored 17 in a single yeah. period. So he was uh, just probably playing. It was probably like the best quarter of basketball that Aaron Wiggins has ever played.
0: And that's what you love to see. And, and that's one that I'm kind of interested to in, see how we navigate that this summer.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, wait, is it this summer or next summer? Next summer. Um, I think it comes yeah. off that rookie deal. Um, so I'm, I'm interested to see that because he's, he's definitely a guy. Um, he's definitely somebody that can play at this level consistently. Um, and then I just have one question for you. What number did Jared Butler wear tonight? Because on the Thunder app, Uh, where I'm watching looking at the box score, it has him and Use wearing number 13. He wore 14. 14. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Unless somebody, the intern, just fat fingered the 13 there. Thanks. Yeah. I think,
2: I think so. Yeah. Uh, Um, yeah. I mean, it was, it was a really fun game all around. Like, this was one of the best team wins of the entire season. It was, um, like I said, it was a nice break from the struggles that we've seen as of late. Um, so yeah. Shout out to the guys. What about
0: J-Dub real quick? I don't oh, think yeah. we really we have, talked you're about right. that. We have to talk about J-Dub. Yeah, because uh, I saw Steve's tweet, Stephen Dolan, Steve Thunder fan.
2: Hmm. He
0: said that uh, Jalen Williams' stats go straight to your hips because they're fat. They're not skinny stats. They are fat, lean stats because the dude just hoops, and he plays really good basketball. So, um, yeah, what about J-Dub? You know, he had 20 points, four assists, six rebounds, eight for 13 shooting, one block, four steals, and one turnover and three personal fouls
2: it's i mean he's just ridiculous like uh he had a crazy like one of the things that impresses me most about him is his like body control and his ability to still hit shots falling away or going mainly to his left side we know he likes that that runner that little floater as he heads to his left tonight he had like a jumper where he was leaning so far left and it was the end of the shot clock. So we had to put something up and he just shot it fading left and drilled it like it was nothing. Um, he can knock down threes. His ability to attack the basket is very Shea-esque, which makes sense of course, because you know, he said it a couple of times before he was even drafted by the Thunder heading into college, he modeled his game partially after Shea, the scoop yeah. layups, the uh, just the finesse around the rim. Like it's, He's so good. It's ridiculous. And I actually put out a tweet earlier that was about his stats. Also, the defense has the beginning of the season. You could see the tools were there, but the defense wasn't quite consistent. He yep. is now consistently playing great defense on a night in night out basis. Um, I put together a tweet earlier of his last 10 games, uh, 19 points per game, 5.1 rebounds, 4.3 dimes, two and a half steals while shooting 54.9% from the field, 45% from three, and 88% from the line. Those are his last 10 games. And I think I saw a tweet from, oh, go ahead and double check the number, uh, coming from Thunder Focus. I was talking about uh, J-Dub Steals Um Jalen Williams leads the M- the entire NBA, not rookies, not guards, the entire NBA in steals since 2023 began, and he's averaging 2.1 steals per game in that 27-game stretch. The entire NBA is leading them in steals. That is like, and that we is, got him with our third first round pick in this past draft.
0: Well, and I found it interesting, you know, because that story came out. Um, you know, there was a lot of hoop law around the Jabari Smith stuff that, you know, we had our eye on him, um, and then a story came out that was like no, like <laughs> we were trying to coax the other two to take you know the magic to take one of the other two guys jabari or paolo um is really what we were trying to do and uh gotcha gms because we yeah, got our real. guy at number two and then the way we kind of navigated to make sure that we got um uh, Dub was actually like a master class in gming like um, most definitely Sam heard the you know that other guys were interested around that same area and were trying to trade up and he was like, nah, not on my watch. Um, mm-hmm. and then still was able to pick his guy up and then picked a really nice project up in who's So um mm-hmm. it, it's just amazing because you know, Santa Clara has a guy right now that um God, I can't think of this kid's name right now.
2: I know who you're talking about. I'll find his name real quick.
0: Yeah, the kid's a stud like an absolute stud and I was talking to somebody the other day and I was like Santa Clara might be like a new NBA pipeline for, um, for NBA recruits, you know, like Arkansas has definitely like just came out of nowhere the last couple of years, Alabama is another team that comes to mind where, you know, some of your, your blue blood, um, schools, your Dukes, your UNC's, your, um, You know, your Michigan States, your Kansas, like, yeah, they're putting guys in the league. But um, the guys that are coming from some of these other schools are just legit, like Mm -hmm. absolutely legit. Because where did Anthony Edwards? Was he was he? He was Georgia, Georgia. Georgia is another one, actually, that's putting
2: out some players, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, it's definitely expanded, I feel like, beyond. And I wonder if that's a product of like the NIL type stuff where it's got to um, be.
0: Yeah, it's got
2: to be. M- you can get money from other places outside of like hush, hush deals with these blue blood schools that pay you in ways. that's like, oh, we gave their family a car, not like you, like type thing. Like, yeah, you know, things yeah like that, just
0: So just genius. And, and it's good for to me, it's good for these recruits to be able to go somewhere. And, you know, where you've had Kentucky's where Shea didn't look like the best player coming out of college on that team. You know what mm. I mean? Let's just keep it real. He was probably what number two or number three on that team in that draft class.
2: Hey, that uh, was, uh, yeah, that was the really good Kentucky team, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah.
0: They they had some Hoopers on there, um, and you know it, it kind of just expands it out. And some of these other coaches are starting to get notoriety for getting guys prepared for the league. Um, and I just I, I think that's good. Um, I think that's a good thing for basketball all the way you get some of these guys that are able to stay closer to home now or get the hell away from their parents um, and still be able to make money and survive and not feel like they're, they're doing anything to, to hurt their family. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm for it. So I asked you the question about Isaiah Joe, what he would probably bring, you know, we're almost done with this season. It's a rookie season. We still got two years on a rookie deal. Thank God. Uh, But you know, Let's just say J-Dub continues on this path right now. What do you think he's bringing in?
2: I'm Well, I mean, if he continues on the, like this path, it feels like he's got the potential to be an all-star at this point, the way that he's growing. I mean, like to be honest, say Chet didn't exist, if we got J-Dub at our number two pick, I'd be thrilled. With the oh, yeah. way that he's played so far. Like yeah. in my opinion, like he's probably been a top three rookie so far, if not even higher. I think there's an argument that he's been the second best rookie in the entire NBA this season. And I mean Paolo just had a month where he shot three percent from three. That's not a mistake. He shot three percent. Yeah. Um, yeah,
0: I just saw that stat. He was like one for thirty two or something like that. It, yeah, was, something it was dumb.
2: And, and really wrong though,
0: but like yeah, he's but- getting the usage rate down there. J Dub is playing more in a team unit. Yeah. So, I mean, I think there's an
2: argument that J-Dub could potentially be moving up Rookie of the Year ladders. I don't think he's going to take it from Paolo because outside of that month, Paolo's been phenomenal all season. Yeah, But even still, there's an argument that he's been a top two rookie so far. He's gotten so much better continuously. The things that you see from him, uh, the ability to create shots for himself, create shots for others, like there are games – uh, like last game, he had, what, like eight dimes, I yeah. believe it was? Yeah, he did. Uh, when Shea doesn't play, obviously Josh's assist numbers go up, but also J-Dub gets so many more opportunities to handle the ball, and he does so well in those opportunities. Uh, the defense, like we said, his steals, way up there is three-point percentages rising. I'm actually going to check what it is at now um, because so- it it's been growing. Think? And so it's like, okay, it's up to 33.3% from three now. Nice. In his rookie season, he's a 51% shooter from the field. Once again, as a rookie, as a usual shooting guard, who is playing power forward a lot of nights, like yeah, I if he continues on this trajectory, he's going to get over $20 million in okay. his first contract. That's kind of it where could I was be, at. I think it could be even higher. It all depends how he looks, of course, coming up, because rookie extensions can get wild. Uh, but yep. if he does continue on this trajectory and by the time it's time for his extension, he's looking like he could be a borderline all-star. I wouldn't be surprised if we have to nearly max him to keep him around, which I think we do if he's that level of player at that point. I think the Thunder have learned to not let great young shooting never guards never go. Again. Yeah, never yeah. again. So never again. Um, yeah, I'm trying not to get too ahead of myself, but the hype – like. I feel like the hype with Jadav is justified when you take a look at the stats that he's been putting up the way that he's been impacting the game at such a high level. Like part of me is like, Oh no, you're biased. You're a thunder fan. Like he will be the all-star someday. But then I, you know, we watch him play and we're like, yeah, I think he can truly be that all another all-star alongside Shea um, Chet, hopefully some other guys on the roster. We'll see, but.
0: He just plays basketball like the most pure, perfect way. You know what I mean? Like it, he just lets it come to him, and puts himself in the best position. You know, I mm-hmm. I always catch myself like I used to do this with Steve Stephen Adams whenever he was younger, and people would trash him, and be like, oh, "I can't do anything." It's just a New Zealand Kendrick Perkins out there, and I'm like, "No, like he does a lot more than Kendrick Perkins because you know if he doesn't get the rebound, he's got three other guys because he blocked out two of them." Um, and mm-hmm. being able to do that. And, and J-Dub kind of does that same thing where he'll step in lanes or he puts his body on somebody or um, puts the pressure, you know, on the on the defense with his ball handling. Like, there's just – and it's crazy to me, but he still has so much of a ceiling. Like, yeah, there's still more there to go grasp, especially, you know, three-point range and whatnot. Um, but to have a rookie that is performing this well is just – awesome and the fact that we still have Chet like just sitting on the bench and it's so hard to
2: believe that like we got J well we got yeah so obviously J-Dub we got with our third first round pick in this entire draft we got him we got J-Will who has started for us a decent part of this season and I think is a great backup big going forward yeah he doesn't do
0: a lot offensively but we don't need him to Mm. like at the end of the day we don't need you to just hit open threes every so often uh Collect those charges, um, like you're a banker on Monopoly.
2: Yeah, and he's uh, had some he's had some wild, like Dr. J esque finishes this season too, which have come out of absolutely nowhere. Like he's a lot more talented offensively than I think people give him credit for. He's not, you know, an offensive monster like a Jokic or anything like that. He's like he's he's no, but I think he's a good backup big who can. He reminds me a lot of Al Horford where yes he's, or an Al Horford light I should say because I don't think he's gonna be an all-star like Al Horford was but I think he plays that role where he's a physical big that can knock down some threes has really good passing chops good feel for the game and I think he's gonna fit great next to Chet at the backup center spot because uh, I still do see Chet as a center you know oh yes if, if we get Victor we'll see how things work out which I don't know <sighs> we're gonna get him that dream's yeah. dead but um no yeah, I don't know don't,
0: no. so don't say that dream's dead okay I used to believe that until the Pelicans got Zion at like the bottom end of the lottery. I can't remember where they're at. They were like, I think what, number 12, 10, something like that in that lottery. I, I, think, that, I think they were eight. I think it was eight. Still, but, but even still then, wild. Yeah. I think those stats are so close. So you're talking like 2% to 4% between each spot from eight to 12. It's I'm going to keep saying
2: line. we're not going to get them because then if there's some kind of curse thing going on here, if I continue to say that there's no, I got to get him. I so saw I got, okay. I got you. It's
0: crazy to me that people are like, Oh yeah, there goes Wemby. And it's just like, no, you, you really don't know. And, and yeah. I, and I believe this wholeheartedly. If the NBA is smart, you cook the books to make sure the thunder get Wemby, because this team would turn automatically just stupid dominant and make the craziest playoff run next year if it happens. So, um, so yeah, just hell of a game from the boys, 27 point win, just like we mentioned, um, on thunder legacy night. And this yep. list for thunder legacy night is absolutely freaking amazing. So, um, the first one is Daquan cook. So I just got a quick story about Daquan cook. Um, had an ex-girlfriend. We went to Cheesecake Factory after the game one night. And so we go to Cheesecake Factory. We're sitting there. And all of a sudden, I see James Harden, Daquan Cook, and, like, their little posse. You know what I mean? Going in there. Tell me why. I didn't even recognize Daquan Cook at that point. So this is, like, 2000. And, this might have been 12. This might have been the year that we went to the finals. I can't remember. 2011, 2012. Somewhere around there. It was probably 2012. Anywho, um, didn't even recognize Daquan Cook. I just walk into the like the banquet room over there in Cheesecake Factory, and I'm like, James Harden, can I get a picture with you? And I got a picture of James Harden and Daquan Cooks literally sitting right there as he starts for us at that point in time. Um, and it was getting major minutes, and I didn't even like care to see him because I was so enamored with uh, James Harden. So, Daquan, I apologize. I uh, hope you're doing well. Um, yeah, I... I was a jerk. I just didn't understand back then. But uh,
2: you were in the midst of another Thunder legend that you didn't even realize.
0: Yeah, didn't even realize it. Uh, so, uh, Christic, Andre, Desmond Mason, which I think is just awesome, um, Kyle Weaver, Lazar Hayward, Morris Peterson, Malik Rose, Scotty to Hottie Hobson, uh, Stephen Hill, Johan Petro. <laughs> I'm sorry. This list is like some of these names are just freaking hilarious. Thunder
2: legends. Yeah.
0: Just hilarious. And then um, lastly, coming from the players, um, my favorite uncle, Ray, Ray, uh, Raymond Felton, uh, the best point guard this team has ever seen. Um, I'm sorry. I loved that's like probably one of my favorite Thunder teams of all time. I don't even care um and it was because we had ray ray and he was the most clutch dude at like 37 years old
2: it was so fun it was one of those but remember when we signed norris cole for a little bit
0: oh yeah that was great too well wasn't he the one that shoved off the spurs player on the inbounds play with the chest and the ball to get that space and then pass it in and we ended up winning the game on a i I
2: think i think i thought that was Dion. Not that that was Dion.
0: No, you're right. You're right. Dion, you're right. You're by the
2: right. way, Dion Waiters, one of my favorite Thunder players of all time. Just general, I love Dion Waiters. I can't explain it. Something about um, that, especially that run he had with the Heat, where he was just um,
1: like Unconscious. he was game winner
2: after game winner. just yeah. Crossing his arms at half court, hitting the pose after the game winning three, like yeah. Dion Waiters, one of my favorite random role player guys over the course of these past few years. And having him in the Thunder, every time he won it for a shot yelling and won, there could have been nobody in the vicinity of him anywhere. He still would have yelled it. Uh, Get Dion Waiters to one of these Thunder Legacy nights because that's a Thunder legend right there.
0: Yeah, no, we need to see that. We definitely need to see that. And then uh, we had some staff members on hand too. Mike Wilkes, Eric Manor, uh, Nick Collison, who's with us still, and then Nazi Muhammad, um, and then DJ White too so um it's crazy because a crap ton of these guys as far as the coaching staff they also played for us um and that's just kind of a testament it's kind of wild to me as I was you know thinking about this it's like we develop guys for their NBA careers you know like their playing careers and then we really develop them for long term what they're going to do after they get out of the NBA and that's just something really cool that I don't think a lot of teams really do. And and I might just be completely ignorant to the fact, to be honest with you, because um, I don't follow any other team that hard where I know they're assistant coaches and coaches and, you know, ex-players and all that good stuff. Um, but that's a pretty impressive list of guys that uh, are coaches now. So mm-hmm. um, or just currently on our staff in some way, shape or form, you know, like Nick Collison, what is he? player engagement like he has like the most random title ever yeah
2: they just they kind of just make things up which i love um but yeah it's cool it's cool to me how involved so many guys are from the the franchise that stay involved after their careers I really think it it's just another thing that speaks to the culture of this team which you know we talked about earlier where you were talking about uh, the brotherhood that the guys on this team have the uh, the friendship it just seems like they really love being around each other playing alongside each other it's really fun to watch and you can feel it I, like it's an energy that you can see on the team when someone hits a big shot when someone throws down a poster dunk shay it's a game winner whatever you can see these guys really do like feel like they're family they feel like they're truly growing together as a basketball team. And I think that's part of what has made this rebuild so fun because there are other teams where you see like a bit of dysfunction in some of their rebuilds. I'm not going to name any teams in particular, but you see Ugh. it.
0: <laughs> you yeah. see that
2: points across the league. Yeah. You Houston. don't how <laughs> to say it. I'll just say, it. okay. You'll say it for me. Um, but you don't see that with this thunder team. You see guys that really do seem to love playing alongside each other. They love to, uh, they're just loving the experience. They're lo- loving how they grow, learn. And eventually when this team is competing for championships, it's going to make it all that more fun. It yep. just really does feel like we're building something special here. And I think you see that in the culture too, with guys that af- even after they leave the franchise or retire, they still want to be back around it. They want to be involved in things. Nick yep. like Collison, Nazir Muhammad, other guys you're mentioning, um, the list goes on.
0: Well, and it's crazy because you look at Mark and he had a post-game you know, his presser tonight and he's like, we're just layering, lay, layering success. You know what I mean? That's all we're trying to do here. That's our only goal this season is to layer success and to keep on growing and keep on developing. And you kind of saw that even through the G league, you know, like the dudes developed some guys like really and truly um, that have moved up to our squad as he was the coach uh, down there for what, I think two or three seasons, maybe longer.
2: Yeah, I
0: can't remember, but it it is. It's a top-down thing. Um, And I have like a Sam Presti quote at my desk and uh, at work. And it's uh, after he re-signed Russ and Katie left, he said, I never build a team for what it is today. I always build things for what they can be later on down the road. Um, And that's just always you know, resonated with me. And then, you know, his, his quote, this past summer, you know, development is a process, not an event. Um, That just definitely resonates with me. Um, And I have that as my email signature at work. So um, if you see me on Outlook, you'll see that quote.
2: (laughs) Go follow Jerry on Outlook. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But it's, it's, it's just great, man. I, I just, even through this rough stretch, you know, games that we've had, you know, the five-game losing streak, Shea being out, um, this team is still very much enjoyable to watch. And I don't think we could say that last year post-All-Star break. Like, there was times where I literally just, like, wanted to jump in the bathtub and throw a toaster in there with me um, because it was just that bad, you know. And and granted, I took it for what it was, you know. We had literally just a bunch of really freaking young guys trying to – earn their keep and, um, they just weren't ready yet. But that, that layering su- success has definitely played out for us, especially this season with some of those guys. So, um, you know, w- we talked about missing Shay you know, of course he has that abdominal strain right now. Right. He also has the COVIDs, I think, um, yeah. he caught the COVIDs. Um, I'm going to blame it on those dang Utah people. Um, that gave it to him. But, uh, you know, he's he's minimum going to be out eight games with COVID, or at least that's the average. I know Steve Dolan had had shared that uh, on Twitter not too long ago where it's about an eight-game uh, minimum. We're on game, I think, four right now of that. Um, we have a hell of a stretch next week as far as just multiple games. Uh, I, I think I mentioned this back like mid February, maybe early February, where I said, if we can have a good February and get, like, half the wins in March, we're going to be cooking with the oil. Um, And we still have the chance to do that even with Shea out.
2: Um, This is a a tough schedule we got going on.
0: Oh, it's rough, man. I mean, we have, like, that stretch in L.A., and I think it's the third week of March is just absolutely stupid. Like, it's Clippers. It goes... Clippers on like a Tuesday off Wednesday Clippers again on Thursday and then Lakers on Friday or it's like Monday.
2: Yeah, Wednesday, no. Like yeah, you're way. right. It's I'll just, I'll just go through the schedule. We have the rest of the way real quick. Okay. Cause I think like we should talk about some of these back-to-backs that we have because we Good have Lord. a lot of them. We have um, a game Sunday against the jazz. Then we have Tuesday against the warriors back-to-back Wednesday against the Kevin Durant Suns. Hopefully, Shay's back for that game. That's on yes. the road. Then uh, that Saturday, we play the Pelicans back-to-back. We play, we play the Spurs um, in San Antonio. Then we have the Nets on that Tuesday. Thursday, we have the Raptors. Uh, we have the Suns again on March 19th. Of course, all of our games against the Suns came after the All-Star break when they got Kevin Durant, whatever. Uh, nice then guys. we have the stretch that you talked about with the Clippers. Uh, we played them twice with one day in between. Second half of a back-to-back off the second Clippers game, we face the Lakers. Uh, we have the uh, Blazers. A couple days later, we have the Hornets. Back-to-back, we then have the Pistons, thankfully. That back-to-back is one we should go 2-0 on. We better. Um, yeah, we better. If, if we're trying to make the play, and that's, those are two games we have to have. And then yep. that's the, that's all the back-to-backs. But that's, what, three, four back-to-backs the rest of the way? Like, it's a really tough stretch. And we play some good teams over the course of those, uh, those Clippers games are going to be huge. They just lost, uh, actually to the Sacramento Kings by one point tonight. So they've gone, uh, Oh, and five since the all-star break, we're only one and a half games now out of the play in, Nice. I think we're only two games back of the Clippers themselves at this point. So nice. You know, we're not that far back. We'll see. No, we're not. And, and we gotta, I just gotta get some credit to the
0: guys. We literally played six games in nine nights. Um, That's tough. I mean, mm. that's with two, three Fs. That is really tough. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we're, we're also missing kind of another pillar, you know, that old Mr. Reliable over there, Kenny Hustle. Um, lost him for the season, man. Um, mm. Pour one out for our man, Kenny Hustle. Um, that has to suck for him because you can just tell that dude just loves to hoop. The play Absolutely. that it happened on was just a complete freak play too. You can tell he just kind of looks like he just landed on it a little bit wrong, trying to catch himself.
2: Mm-hmm. And uh, that's the same way I fractured my wrist. Cause that's, that's the only button I've broken, but I was, this is back when I played baseball and I was literally just backpedaling and I fell and I just tried to catch myself. Yep. My right wrist just fractured. So it's, yeah. it's freak things like that. And you know, that sucks. Like you said, the season he was having, If we're trying to say we get in a playing game, having a player like him, he's so valuable. The defense that he brings, um, the hustle plays, of course, you know, Kenny Hustle being the nickname. It sucks. And he really was in the midst of one of his best seasons so far. But hopefully he's good to go for next year. Um, And, you know, Shay's been out with that um, abdominal injury and he's dealing with COVID, of course. Now I'm still there have been some people who are saying, oh, he's done for the season. Like this is a tank thing. I really don't think it is. It really feels like. The thunder at this point, or like whatever happens, happens. Yeah. Um, well, so, and I,
0: if you just really think about it, we just really have bad luck post All Star break. Like we do. It, it's been bad the last couple of seasons. Um, what was it? Fessite, fessitis last year for Shea that kept mm. him out that long, long, long stretch, and then I think we got to the end and we were like, yeah, it's let's just shut it down. Um, yeah. And you know now we're dealing with another little bad injury bug and. You know, even at the like beginning, you know, December, we had a bunch of like stupid nagging injuries that have hit us. And and we still were able to battle through those. Um, And I just think it galvanizes this team long term um, is what it'll do. Yes, it sucks today. It'll suck tomorrow. It might suck the rest of the season. Who knows? Um, But it'll definitely be something that we can grow from next year. So you had mentioned this real quick. And it's just Twitter's blowing up with it. I think all of Thunder Twitter is like talking about this um, in some way, shape or form, but the Clippers, um, they are definitely sliding back. Um, They are, like you said, 0-5 since the All-Star break.
2: Um, Are they 0-5? They're 0-5 since the All-Star break. Yeah, they're five-game losing streaks since picking up Russ, which I don't think is correlated, but it is something to note. Oh, it's man.
0: not. Let me just say this real quick as a uh, rust fan in this house uh, and my daughter named after his wife. Um It's absolutely not. The The Clippers have had little weird issues all season. I think he actually makes that team a little bit better. Um, But, you know, Paul he George actually, goes to a these... great
2: game tonight, by the way.
0: Yeah, it's he... like Paul George goes to these stinky messes and, you know, they need Maxie to, to turn it up and, and play a little bit better at times, too. And I don't try to be too hard on him because he's stupid young. Um, but you expect, you know, those veterans that they have to be able to will them through some games. Um, and they just haven't been lately. Uh, I think all their games, especially as of late, have been really close. Um, yeah,
2: they've had a lot of close losses. Um Yeah,
0: so now they lost by
2: one. They lost by one. They were were up, and they actually forced a miss and had the ball, and the Kings were were not fouling. Like, they had to foul at that point, or at least I think they only had a few seconds left on the clock, so they were probably looking to foul, being only down one, and – Eric Gordon got the ball and he threw it and it was a little bit above Russ's head. And it like went through Russ's hands a uh, little bit of both of their faults there. Um, but then the Kings ended up coming back down the other end. I think they, they missed again. Don DeMonte Sabonis got the rebound, got fouled after grabbing the offensive board and he had a couple of free throws that ended up winning. So yeah, yeah they're, what? they're 0 five. Um, Russ is tonight, 27 points, two boards, 10 assists, uh, 12 of 16 shooting like you had a really good game yeah that's a damn one. good game yeah 75
0: um, percent from the floor we'll take yeah. that
2: didn't have Kawhi leonard so that definitely hurts you know the load management the injury issues that they've dealt with a lot of things in between yep. uh, rotations have been an issue it's just kind of a mess over right over there right now for the clippers and it really i made a whole youtube video talking about this yesterday actually or dropped it today okay. but uh I talked a lot about their issues that they were having. and There's a number of them, uh, an aging core, a roster that looks good on paper, but they never get any time to play together because so many guys miss time with injury. Uh, you know, Kawhi is rehabbing an ACL injury, so I don't think it's his fault. He's been phenomenal this season. Yeah. Uh, but Paul George has been dealing with some injury issues. They also... You know, this isn't Russ's fault, but they did bring in four new guys at the deadline as well. They brought in Russ, Eric Gordon, um Bones Highland, they brought in Mason Plumley. Like they they brought in four new guys who they all expect to play some type of role when they're competing for a championship, at least in their hopes. It's just a lot of like there's such a big lack of continuity with their roster. They're getting older. Kawhi and Paul George are both becoming more injury prone. Norman Powell just hurt his shoulder. So he's got that in a sling. I think he's supposed to be out for at least a week, if not more. Oh, They've no. got a really hard schedule coming up too. Like yeah, let, me pull up their, let me pull up their schedule real quick because this is, it's brutal. They play the Grizzlies on Sunday. Then they have the Raptors, the Knicks, the Warriors. Like, that's a really tough stretch of four right there. Yeah. They could lose all of those games. I I mean, the Grizzlies are really good. The Knicks are 11 games over 500 now. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Warriors just destroyed them the other night. Uh, yeah. They were, they did. Or, literally last night. They yeah. were. Jordan Poole by, destroyed them. Yeah. Jordan Poole had 20, I think it was 22 in the third quarter. Um, they play us a couple of times. Later on, so that's our chance to go ahead and get them. Uh, But then they have a couple games against the Pelicans, a couple games against the Grizzlies, the Lakers, the Suns. Like it's tough, and I really do think there is a shot that they end up in the playing tournament when the season wraps. And if things really go poorly for them, they could fall out of it. I don't think they will because they do still have Kawhi. Yeah, but I mean, once again, last year we saw a situation where they end up in the playing tournament, they don't end up making the playoffs we end up getting their pick and we, we got Jada out of it. So yeah. we do this season, have a pick swap with them where if they get a higher pick than us, say we end up making the plan. So do they, we have a swap, like we can take their pick. So if you're worried about making the plan, if the thunder and the Clippers go up against each other in a playing game, root for us. Cause either, cause we're going to get that pick either way. So you Regardless, might as well root yeah. for us. What, what is it? Point. This year is what one through four protected. Um, it's one, let me look, let me look it up. I know, I think it's one through four protected for the, the Rockets, right? Cause they also have like that three team swap with the bucks. That's also involved. Yeah. There's, it's there's like, a
0: bunch of like these weird, you know, swaps that are, you know, that could potentially happen this, this summer, uh, during yeah. the draft. there's a bunch of them, but I, I, I know we have a pick swap this year. I think it's next year. And then I think the rest of the picks are just straight up if I'm remembering right. Yeah, we have we
2: 2023 um first-round pick. Uh Next year, it's we have their pick straight up. 2025, it's a swap. Yeah, so it just goes back and forth. Swap okay. this year, straight up next year. Swap 2025, straight up in 2026. That 2026 Clippers pick is going to be so valuable. Oh, yeah. Like, th- I, this team, in my opinion, if they fall apart again these playoffs – they don't really have like, this is the best their roster is probably going to get because they don't own any of their picks. No, they don't have like, they've got bones, high and Terrence Mann who are both solid, but they're not going to be massive game changers for this team at any time. Did through. I say maxi a second?
0: I did say, I think Maxie. You, I think you said, yeah, I think you said it, I met Terrence man. I'm sorry. I always get sorry. Right.
2: I knew who that. you met. I knew who you met. So I was like, yeah. Um But yeah, so just all in all for youth under fans out there that are wondering about the state of the Clippers because it directly benefits us if they fall apart things don't look good being 500 when you want to be a championship contender uh, right now in terms of the playoffs I don't think they beat I don't think they're going to make it out of the first round the way that it's looking I don't think they beat the Nuggets I don't think they beat the Grizzlies I don't think they beat the Kings the Suns the Warriors I don't think they beat any of those five teams in a 1st round series if I had to pick right now I don't know I don't know I, I think that
0: they could I think they, they could, could beat everybody except for the Grizzlies and the Nuggets. Like they definitely don't want to be the seven or eight seed. I don't think I mean, you really don't want with to be that team
2: with, That team with Kevin Durant, I don't think they've got an answer. Oh, for, yeah, yeah. I mean, sorry, Katie, Chris Paul, Devin. So, I mean, yeah, and even those the Golden State Warriors, like, like they just lost to the Warriors almost fully healthy without Curry, without Wiggins. Golden State's been looking better recently too. Yeah. So we, if, you know, you're looking for something to root for if the Thunder don't make the playoffs – Root for Clippers loss, because if they bow in the first round, it'll be their worst performance in the playoffs yet as a team. That's not a good sign. I don't think it would bode well for Kawhi. Maybe he requests a trade or something. Maybe Paul George does. Either way, they would have to do something drastic, and I just don't see them improving this roster enough to the point where that, that 2026 pick is going to be so ridiculously valuable. Because oh, no, even if they keep any, everybody, which I don't think they will by that point. Um, what, Ballmer might must, go nuts. Ballmer might go nuts on spending his money. He might, he might just go nuts, keep it together. That's true. He might go nuts. But, I mean, even then, like at that point, Kawhi is going to be, what, like 36, 37 years yeah, old? Yeah, Paul George, Paul George being 35, like,
0: I think. Yeah, 36. It's, like, no, it's yeah. it's, it's not going to be a good time for them whatsoever. But mm-hmm. um, the only thing, yes, we want Clippers losses. Um
2: but, which sucks because Russ is on the team. So it yes. hurts that to root for it's like that, that me oh, it's like, like Thanos so in infinity yes. war where it's the, I'm sorry, little one type thing when he, you know, pushes his daughter off the cliff. It feels like I'm having one of those moments every time the Clippers lose. And I'm like, okay, this helps us, but you're seeing Russ subsequently not succeed because of it. Uh, yeah. I wish you had, I wish somehow he had gotten on a different uh, team that's trying to contend.
0: But, yeah. Well, yeah. and, and we'll, at the end of the day, like secretly, I still am rooting for the Clippers um, just because, mm-hmm. like, I'm like, we have so many freaking picks. Like, it's okay. Like, yeah, that's we'll fair. be able to move up some if we wanted to, right? Like, we could literally dangle that 2026 Clippers pick to almost any team in the league, and they're going to be like salivating, like, yeah, we might want to go ahead and take that. So, Mm. um,
2: one of our most valuable assets period.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So you just look at that and I, I just kind of just say, Hey, you know, um, let's just let Russ get a damn ring. Just please. So everybody can shut the hell up about him. Um, cause yeah, he's, he's just the best. Um, or you know what, just let his contract run out and come with us and be a leader in the locker room. Um, somehow some way so um
2: i'm not opposed to that whatsoever
0: yeah i'm 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 down to clown with that all the way um absolutely i'm down to clown with that so um you know we have you know kind of as you mentioned we have the jazz again i'm whoever scheduled these like i love them slash hate them at the same time because it's just like i don't want to watch the same team like go ship like the jazz down to dallas for a game and then bring them back at least right it's funny
2: how we ended up like playing a lot of the teams that were directly in playing like competition for, because originally the jazz were spoke, they probably put us at this point because they expected both of both of us to be towards the bottom of the standings. Oh yeah. uh, But jokes on them. But yeah, we because we play them, we play the Clippers like it's. It's a lot of it. Yeah, it's a lot, but we have.
0: So just this next week. Right. And I'll I'll just talk about, because we're going to pod Friday night, of course. So we have jazz warriors sons. What's your record prediction?
2: It all, I think it all depends – I guess I'll give one if Shea comes back and if Shea's not back. Okay, that's fair. Um, so we've got – yeah, let me look at the timeline for that. So what day was it that Shea went out with COVID? It was Tuesday, right? I think it was the game.
0: It would have been
2: – It was the Kings I think, game, right? I think it was the
0: second Kings game. It could have been the first one, though, because the abdominal strain – no, abdominal strain was the first one. Did he play
2: in that Suns game? Uh, no, we did not play in that Suns game. So the abdominal
0: strain was there. It might've been that first Kings game on Sunday. Okay. I'm going
2: to, I'm going to say he's back for the jazz game. I'm going to say he's back for that. Or yeah. So I think he's either going to be back for this full stretch. He might be back for like the warriors game, but I think he'll be back for at least two, if not all three of these games. Right. So Shea's back. I think we beat the jazz. I think the warriors are tough because we always lose to them. We cannot seem to beat the golden state warriors. Um, I'm going to say two and one. I'm going to be optimistic. I say we get because those that Warriors and Suns, those two games right there, that back to back is that is such a tough back to back. Like that's ridiculous. Whoever scheduled that. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to say that Suns game is probably a loss going up against the KD Suns on the second half of back to back. But maybe you know what? I'm going to say we take one against the Golden State Warriors. Although let me double check. Curry's probably going to be back. Yeah, I think yeah, be they,
0: they said that he's coming back. Uh starting something whatever i'll I'll be
2: optimistic i'll be blindly optimistic we're gonna go two and one
0: okay without shay
2: without shay one and two i still think i think we beat the jazz next game this game showed me a lot of things that give me promise for that
0: okay i'm gonna say two and one regardless i I I think yeah i think that especially we come out perform and beat the jazz on sunday night um i think that we kind of get in a groove in like a a newfound confidence and we're, we can steal one from either one of those teams. Um, We've shown all year that we can beat good teams on any given night Mm -hmm. Um, and by a lot. Uh, I, we remember Celtics. Um, I'll never forget going to that game and I was driving to it and I was talking to Josh at, we are OKC that that was coming into town and, or he was in town watching games. And I called him and I was like, this is going to suck. Cause like Shay being out happened that afternoon. And I was like, this is about to be so bad. Like, I can't believe this is a game that you came all the way from Georgia to watch. And then we just end up putting up like the most ridiculous performance we've ever seen from the Thunder team without Shay. So, uh, I, I, I'm going to say two and one, I think this team is, is hungry. I still think they want to try to make the plan, um, and I think they have to prove that too. Right. A lot of people are kind of writing us off. Um, mm-hmm. Even our own brother, Steven was just like, Hey, uh, if you can't make the play in team with one of your guys gone, then you probably aren't a play in team. And, um, that kind of hurt my feelings. And if I was on that team, it would hurt my feelings too. And it make me want to, you know, go out there and play that much harder. So, um, you're already here. We're going one and two, or two and one, uh, one way or another, uh, over this week.
2: Not zero and, oh and three. We refuse. No,
0: not happening. Not happening. We we got back on the winning tracks. We're staying on them. Dang it. Um, but yeah, we we kind of talked about a lot tonight. I was not mm-hmm. expecting us to go this long tonight. Um, <laughs>
2: yeah, me neither. I mean,
0: but, but here we go. There's there's a lot of great stuff to pull and just looking into the future. So. Um, Anything you want to plug real quick before we uh, close this out tonight, so Kyle?
2: Um, just the team go. Like, I mean, I don't like Jerry mentioned at the beginning, although he said like 50 different cities. So I don't know if y'all realize <laughs> what he was talking about. Um, I, li- I live in New York city right now, so I'm not able to go to the thunder games. If you're in OKC, go show out for these guys. Like there's a very, there's very few games left. Show them support. I know the odds don't look great right now to make the play in, but I think they're they do still definitely have a shot. We play a lot of teams that were close like, close to in those standings. Go ahead, show out, support these guys. They've earned it over the course of this season. Uh, because with how fun this year's been as a whole, even if we don't make the play in, it's going to feel like so long when we go without Thunder basketball from whenever the season ends <sighs> till next year. So go out, support these guys, and next season, you know, from all things we've seen. Might be the start of a playoff run. Yeah. So that's no, gonna be. Poku. Definitely make sure to go out and show these guys. Poku comes back. I still don't know if he's gonna come back this season. We'll see. I but.
0: think they're shutting him down. I, I think it's a smart thing to do personally. Yeah, um, you only got six weeks left of the season. Just shut him down, put him in the weight room. So
2: yeah, uh, it feels it feels too late to bring him back in, into the midst of things at this point.
0: Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, no, totally agree. I will be attending a bunch of the games. Um that I have left for the season. So I can't wait to just enjoy this last little bit of basketball. Um, one thing that I just want to plug real quick, uh, March 10th, uh, I know I'll be at the blue game uh, where you get some beer flights and you get a cool draft beer glass. That's thunder logoed, Um, And you're in a raffle to win some other thunder prizes. So um, if you haven't bought your tickets yet, I know they're still available. I will be sitting on the floor
2: um, Ooh! I roll our Jerry sitting courtside. Okay. Hey,
0: so just so you know, it was 35 bucks a ticket. So um, it was nothing... Jerry, I'm trying to
2: hype you up. I'm trying no, to give you this moment.
0: I'm broke. I'm a, I'm a broke boy. <laughs> um, But uh. No, I can't wait to just go support those guys. I'm hoping Lindy will be there, a bunch of those other guys, but just come support the young guys too. Um, that's our next generation or guys that need to step up whenever, if we have bad injuries, like we seem to happen. So, um, yeah, just come enjoy that. Uh, other than that, man, uh, y'all just have a good week, you know, until we talk to you on Tuesday night. Um If we talk to you on Tuesday night, we're still trying to figure that out. Um, But uh, have a good rest of your week. Have a great weekend. Hoop when you can. Uh, Always thunder up. Uh, And I just totally screwed that up. That's why I'm not Dylan. And as
2: always.
0: Yes, thank you. Um,
2: As always. Thunder up. Thunder up. There we go. We got it. We made it in the end.